happening, everybody? And welcome back to Park Lane Podcast, episode number 64. It's me, Luke, as always, and joined today by my co-host and fellow FIFA streamer, it's Winnie. Winnie, how you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Much much like Spurs, it appears that we're having some sort of injury crisis at the moment with the team. So, <laughs> Mate, I want to talk about that, actually, before we do anything else, because Big Dave decided he was going to big it up all week on social media <laughs> about his return, like he was like The Undertaker or something, and, and he bottled, uh, it. bottled it again. Then he had a full-on Arsenal bottle and just bottled it. <laughs> Mate, what is going on here? But uh, yeah, the show must go on, mate. The show must go on. Exactly, mate. And you can always trust us too to give you good quality content. So uh, if you are new to the channel, don't forget to hit subscribe. Don't forget to like the video as well. And if you're listening on any kind of podcast platform, don't forget to leave a five star review. And we do see you all out there. And the moment most people are listening on Apple Music, so big up to all of you. Uh, the Spotify users need to, uh, you know, get their life in order because uh, you're getting battered by. Uh, by Apple Music at the moment. Um, so a quick shout out to uh, some of the people in the live chat. So Jay, as always, half an hour before we started, has said... Uh, that. That's a new tradition. Lads, what a win. Coys, um, all caught up with the EA Sports FC streams. Really enjoying them. Look forward to the next one. Fell asleep on episode three, so caught up with it today. <laughs> Is that a reflection on our, our, our stream or did you fall asleep before it? <laughs> Uh, must have been live. We weren't, weren't even on that late, anyway. Uh, Brilliant, nice one. <laughs> Two-hour streams, clearly, clearly too much, and our football is clearly that bad that you've had to sleep. Um, he's also said score forty-seven points with bonus still to be added on FPL. Oh, don't talk to me about FPL. And uh, David Clark said hi from Leicester. I need to go out for the day more often, and we might win more games. Make sure you go out on Friday, please, David. Exactly, exactly that. Let's let's get the shit out of the way, right? Let's get like all this nonsense out of the way and get West Ham done, and then we can focus on today's yeah. battering of Newcastle. Okay. So on Thursday night we played West Ham at home. We, we lost two one. So do you know mm -hmm. what? I'm going to get the scores out of the way and get all that done. Um, okay. So in that game, you know, in the score predictor table, Callum predicted a two one Spurs win. David two nil Spurs win. You a two winnie a two one Spurs win, yeah. Harry a three one Spurs win, and me a one nil Spurs win. So we all got absolutely zero points. So it means nothing to the score predictor table. And so that's why I wanted to just get that bit out of the way. But I want to talk about um the lineup of the West Ham game to start off with because after Hoiberg came on at half time against Man City, yeah. Um Ange decided to start Hoiberg in midfield uh for Brian Hill. And obviously Romero came in for Emerson Royale. Yeah. When you were looking at that before the game started, like, do you think that was a good choice from Ange? Um, I oh, look, I didn't. Uh, I, I did, and I didn't, and I mean, and I mean that because obviously Hoiberg came. You can only go on what you've seen. Um, you know, obviously form form is temporary, class is permanent. As a client, that's you know the analogy that you kind of always allude to, but. If you look at it, I mean, Hoiberg came on against Man City and and, and did a very very good job. And and I'm, all, I'm you know I'm not his biggest fan, but I'm someone who will sit here and and I will give credit where it's due. He he did fantastic and he did exactly what we needed him to do against Man City. Um, so therefore he was rewarded with a start. Um, and it, it I think and soon realised that he made a big big error because he stunk the place out Hoiberg. And I don't know if 
if maybe maybe he is a player that should come off the bench and that's that's all that he can do for us to try and shore yeah. games out. But this system just does not suit him. Um, and that's not that's not, you know, no discredit to him. What he does and what he offers as a player may suit a different system, but it does not suit us at all. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, we found that out against uh, against West Ham because he was he was dog shit. <laughs> yeah, no exactly. I think like his entire performance was epitomised by that incredible swipe oh. of his foot, <laughs> missed the ball, took his other foot out. You know, it's going to be, you know, uh, gone down in gifts for memes for forever. It's still, it? it's still flying around Twitter now as a meme. It really is. Yeah, it's crazy because, as you say, like, why should Ange not start? Um, Hoiberg because as you say he came off the bench he did a great job against City like I'll give him that like we do give him a lot of shit um but you know he just was terrible like he was absolutely awful like he couldn't string two passes together he could barely get a good touch he's always backwards as you say he just does not suit this system do you know what I think it is is he Angie's system requires um, very quick thinking. You need yeah. to know where that ball's going to go before you even receive it, because the whole idea of it is to try and beat the press. So, you know, the opposition, they're not, they're not going to stop pressing you to give you time to think about what to do, whereas it would do in, in, an, in a Conte system, because we, we will sit that, that, that deep where Hoybier may as well be sitting on the edge of his own box. He's got loads of time to think about what to do, whereas yeah. Ange ball is rapid. It's so, so, so quick that you, you, you need to know what you're going to do. And unfortunately... That's not his game. His brain doesn't think that quick. He's he's obviously a, a, a great footballer for his for you know to his level, but in like I've just you know alluded to before, he's not he's not quick enough and he's not fast thinking enough for this system. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's go through some comments quickly because uh, Dave Clark has said West Ham lost five 0 away to Fulham today. That's how good West That's Ham. Spot on. Yeah. Um, Jay we said, let, where, um, "Where's sorry. Harry Callum yeah. and Dave?" Well, your guess is as good as mine. No, Harry's not very well. Uh, Callum's away. And Dave is apparently also not very well. But you know what Dave's like. He hasn't been on here for months. So, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and might as well get my shots in, everyone. Why not? Um, I, don't blame, I, mean, I don't blame you. He bigged it up all day, didn't it? All, you know, all yeah. week. He's yeah. back with that lovely little, whatever that little, that little video was, with someone walking past the screen. Um, and then just bottled it today. But look, it's fine. If, he, if he's ill, he's ill. You can't help him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dave Clark's also said uh, Porro was fantastic today. That pass with the Charleston goal was a Kane or Hoddle quality pass. Um, and uh, Son play, oh, Sar playing makes Basuma play better. 100%. Um, anyway, we will crack on with Newcastle in a minute, but let's get through talking points from West Ham. So West Ham, we started quite well. And without, you know, reaping the wrath of Ange Postacoglu by saying this, we played quite good football in the first half. Like, we played nice, intricate passing. It was quick. It was fast. And, uh, you know, Cooty got, you know, with his first start back after his red card, scored yeah. with a really nice header from a corner. The first half, you know, apart from us failing to score more, I was sitting there going, do you know what? We've done well. Decent. Mate, it was obviously to you know we're gonna we're gonna get on today, but I thought it was very similar to today. Like I thought, I genuinely thought we blew West Ham away in the first half. They they it was it was literally like watching um, you know what you'd imagine uh, an FA Cup tie with a Premier League side and like a League One two side. Not saying that's what West Ham are, but that's what it looked like when when during that first half we were literally blown. They couldn't keep up with us. Yeah. Um, 
and like you say, Kuti come back straight back into the side, and, and what a header it was. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a header as good as that in a very long time because he had it all to do. I think the closest I saw to that was Vertonghen away at, at Wolves that one time, yeah. and the pissing down rain. It was very similar to that. Uh, you know, Vertonghen had a lot to do there, and so did Kuti. And, and to his credit, he he planted it in the top corner. But as you say, look, it, look the football was brilliant, and I don't want to be too, you know, optimistic, but. I mean, against Villa, we were the better side again, from my from my opinion, in the first half. Yeah. Um, Man City, large periods of that, we were the better side. Yeah. Um, and I know we 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 this, that that's our first uh, you know today was our first win in in, in five games. But um, I'd only go as far I'd go as far as back as as possibly Wolves away. It was the last time we actually deserved to to lose a game. And that's again, these are just my opinions. But I think that was the last time we were genuinely outplayed was Wolves away. The fixtures before, although the result hasn't been good, and I think that's why Spurs fans are still getting on uh, on the Ange train, is because the football has been what we expect, and it's been really, really good. It's just been lapses of concentration, um, and I mean, I'm sure we're going to get onto the to the West Ham goals, but fuck me, if you're going to get any 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 flukier, the the two goals, and I mean that any yeah. flukier, you know, what I mean, if they don't happen, we win that game. So it is yeah. what it is. But I do love that. Like, I do feel sorry for that. I can't even remember his name, but that fellow on Spurs play or whatever, who always does the interviews with, yeah. uh, with everyone, absolutely roasted by Ange, didn't he? Because Ange was not happy when he told him that, you know, oh, we play good football. And he basically... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, we didn't, we don't, like, playing good football is winning games. Like, playing good yeah. football is not playing nice football. And exactly. uh, I do love that about him, but I did feel sorry for that fella because... Uh, he obviously got the back end of a very angry Ange Postacoglu. Um, but David Clark said here, when you have 742 passes in the game, you expect to score more goals than just a header from a corner. And that's yeah, exactly we, we were poor, like, at our finishing. And and I think what I'll, I'll make a comparison later when we start when we talk about um, the, the Newcastle game. Um, but the, the, the big difference was, um, is our, our wingers, although I like them, um, it appeared that, that, that we were just getting to the final third and we, they don't really know what to do with it. Um, and, and I think that was the problem as well against West Ham is because of the, the, the change in midfield, it pushed Kulu out to the right again, didn't it? Um, and and look, uh, there were loads of people, so many people were calling for, for um, Decky to go into, the, into the, you know, the number 10 role. And I was the first one to go, look, I just don't think that's a, that's a move, but... I, I don't see him anything other than a ten now for me. I don't think I don't think he's. I genuinely don't think he's a winger, um, and that was the problem against West Ham. We would get the ball, Johnson and, and Kulu in the final third, and their final ball was just was just crap. Yeah, definitely. But we do have a secret special guest dropped by. Um, so Callum, introducing you. How you doing, mate? There there is. Is. Oh shit! There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Pop the iPad. You're you're Laura guy. Yeah, all, all good, good, mate. mate. All the better for seeing you. Bloody hell, what a game. What a game, boys. I know. I know you don't have long, so uh, I want to ask you a couple of quick questions. So first one, we'll, we'll continue talking about West Ham. Me and Winnie will go back into it when you're gone. But um, what are your thoughts kind of pre-match, half-time, and then post-match against West Ham? Pre-match, I thought, yeah, come on, let's, let's go out and sort of thing go and get something because we've been strong at home. We had to keep going. Um, half time, I felt quite confident because I thought we actually played really well. I mean, mm -hmm. the problem was it was that 
it's what we alluded to last week against Aston Villa, saying that we needed a striker, someone who could actually put chances away. And the, what must we have had? About 12 chances in that first half? We couldn't yeah. bloody do it. We couldn't do it. And then post-match, I thought, here we go again. We're back. We're back pissed off. We'd had a bit of a high after Man City and we was then going into probably the tougher of the two games in Newcastle was my initial thoughts, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, yeah, exactly, mate. And uh, do you know what? Like, this is never how I feel, but like, I was angry after the West Ham game, like really angry. And it was mainly <laughs> because like of how much we dominated. And then it felt like the more the game went on, the more we kind of fell back into that Conte style you know, everyone was too pest, uh, like, um, lackluster with their passing. Like, it was just passing across, across, across the box, back across, across, across the box. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's all good, like David said before, having 742 passes in the game. But if you don't stick the ball in the back of the net, like, it's all worthless, right? Oh, exactly. If you can play tick-a-tacker, tick-a-tacker around your own box. I mean, we was our own worst nightmares against... West Ham, to be honest, because both goals were our own bloody fault. If they were yeah. good goals, like what Aston Villa scored against us with the, was it the DRB and Pau Torres header? Not yeah. really a defensive error. Good goal. Yeah, both of them from our side or with the West Ham game, they were both defensive mistakes. Yeah, Doji had a quality game, but then had a moment of madness, and then the other ones just. It's just petty sloppiness and all that. And we played ourselves into trouble. And West Ham, being as fickle as they are, they actually screwed us over for it big time. And we deserved it. We deserved nothing from that game in the end. And I think we've got to get into that reality, saying we can play nice, but unless we score and do the work for ourselves, we deserve nothing from these games no matter what, mate, and anyone who tells you that we deserve something, or all the pundits that are blowing smoke up Big Angie's arse, it's like he said this week, you can play nice football, but I'm not here to play nice football. I'm here to play good football to win games. Simple yeah. as that. And that's why they was all so frustrated after West Ham. Yeah, 100%. Let's talk about that first West Ham goal, Winnie, because... Uh... That one is the first of two absolute comical errors. So this, you know, the ball is kind of roll, rolling towards the kind of back four. Takes a double deflection off both Cootie and then Ben yeah. Davis. And it just so happens that Jared Bowen is still about 10 miles offside. And all he's got to do is slot it in. Like, it, it's mental. Isn't it? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying to you. And that's why I said before, you know, just before Callum popped on, obviously... There were two two avoidable goals, and when I mean when I mean avoidable, I mean I I look at the first goal, and I think that's that's nothing that's nothing like I don't think that's not a Tottenham error. That is purely just a shot that's ricocheted twice, yeah, in straight into the path of Bowen, who still had to put it away. Do you know what I mean? It's not as if he had to tap it into the net; he still had to put it away, and he he put it away well. So look, that that happens. You probably see that once every. Once every, you know, three or four weeks in the Premier League and stuff like that. It doesn't happen all the time. It's just a double ricochet. It's, it's just unfortunate. And it's just, at, it, at the time, it was just the way our luck was going. Yeah, yeah. And then the second one was, you know, two two big errors, I think, from Spurs players. Not to mention then the luck that West Ham got. So the first one is obviously the Adoji back pass. Then Vicario comes doing some kind of Superman dive out to the edge of his box when he could have just caught the ball. James Ward-Prowse hits it, hits the post. He just happens to carry on running and just tap it in 
with his other foot. Like, it's absolutely mental. Like, as you say, any other time that ball hits the post, it goes elsewhere. The keeper comes and he gets it. Doji cuts back on himself, plays the ball out. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that could have happened. But it was just one of those games where, like, as you say, you don't take your chances. Yes, you can play nice football. But then, you know, we can't do anything after that. You know, we could talk all day long about Andy's substitutions as well. I thought they were really, really poor against West Ham. I think that, um, you know, him taking various players off, bringing Oliver Skip on at one point, you know, bringing Valise on kind of late on. I think he was just trying to lump the ball in the box at that point. Like, just absolute madness winning the last bit in that game, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think I think we, we talk about, well, you you had just talked about Angie's um, his subs. That was probably the first time where I looked at it and thought, I don't I don't agree with that. I, I've agreed with all of his subs. Um, but yeah, is that like taking taking um Lacelso off didn't yeah. make any sense to me because he was he was influential going forward. And it's almost as if he like like you said, it was almost as if we alluded back to Conte ball. Um and you look at it, it's because we had no no forward thinking players on the pitch. Obviously, um Basuma um and Hoybier in there. It was just there was nothing progressive. So taking Geo off was just mental, bringing skip on. So it was like Basuma, Skip and Hoybier. That's that's not that's not an Ange type midfield for me. Um, if you wanted to bring Gio off, then put um, Decky into the middle. Do you know what I mean? And, and keep that creativity. So it was the first time I looked at it and gone, probably don't agree with you there, mate. But look, I'm not paid all that money to to do it. But he he, he thought that was the right choice, uh, rightly or wrongly. It, it turned out to be it was the wrong choice, really. Definitely. And Callum, I can see you getting ready to go out. So uh, give me really briefly before you go your thoughts on today's uh, 4-1 win over Newcastle. Well, I've got 10 minutes, so I'm not too bad, mate. So I'm not too bad. But yeah, um, today was great. The one negative I have about it is still, why did we have to give them that poxy goal right at the end? Why did we have to do that? We should, If we're going to win a game this great, then you got to make it worthwhile. And like Dave said, you can't be doing no-look passes. You can't be doing all the tippa-tappa, tippa-tappa, tippa-tappa like a freaking dancer and all that bollocks. When Newcastle were down and out by 70th minute and all that, and the fact that we've allowed them back in 90-plus two, and of all the players to be involved in the goal, at least, of Callum Wilson... I know he only got an assist, but for him to be involved and after all the crap that he's given us for the last couple of years, could we have not just have taken him down a level and all that and stopped him? Oh, being Romero a- tried oh. to, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get what you mean, mate. Like, and, and I was sat there watching the game and I was actually sat with a Newcastle fan and um, I was like, when they scored, I was like, at this moment, like, Andy's going to be absolutely livid, right? Because he's going to be livid because we played well, we dominated, we pushed on, we scored the goals we needed to score. But there were still too many chances for my liking. There was that early one where Ben Davis, you know, brilliant last-ditch kind of touch that sent the ball off, off Isak from him being able to score. Um, there's obviously the errors that led up to the, the Newcastle um, goal that they did actually score. And there's too many little errors coming in. Do you know what I mean? Like, you need to really, like, keep strong and, and keep going. But, you know, I'm going to keep using these excuses while they're still there. And, look, this still isn't our first 11. 
there still is an injury-ridden side. And uh, we've never seen our best midfield, which for me would be Basuma, Bentoncourt and, and James Madison. Um, and so, you know, there there is still a lot to, to do. You know, still missing our best centre-back. Um, and we don't have a striker and we sold our best ever player. So, Or do you know, we have a striker? Huh? Or do we have a striker? Or do we? Exactly. So we might as well move on. We're going well away from my notes, but we might as well just just keep flowing, keep going with the flow. What were your thoughts on uh, on Richie today? Because when I saw that lineup, I thought, well, yeah, he's going to play on the left, Son will play through the middle. But it wasn't that way, was it? Son played wide and he gave Trippi a really, really hard day, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, look, I mean, we're talking about someone who has a lot of confidence for, for for what he lacks in ability he is a very very confident player and i think i'm not being funny but i think that's just south americans in general they seem to just exude this confidence for wherever it comes from maybe it's just ingrained in them but look he's someone who uh, we, we we've talked about on this pod numerous times whether it be good or bad and i know obviously h will be buzzing today because he's a huge huge advocate for richarlison but we've got to give him credit today um, it seems that he, you know, this operation that he had, he obviously needed it because he seems, to me, he does seem like a completely different player. You know, he, he was always someone who looked like he wanted to try and chase down a player. But I mean, his energy today was incredible. He was chasing like, I remember him at one point chasing the keeper down. He passed it to the centre-back. He chased the centre-back down. <clears throat> he They passed it to the right-back. He chased the right-back down and and, and blocked a, a, a clearance and they ended up with a throw-in right in their corner. And that's the kind of shit that you want. And yeah. that's what we... But, you know, he was just lacking. What he was lacking was the finishing. But, you know, I'm not going to say his finishing was incredible today because there weren't really difficult chances. Um and his second, his second goal, I would say it was a very poor touch in the first place that took him that wide. But he still had the the confidence to take it on his on his left foot and, and sweep underneath the goalkeeper. So, I, do you know what? I thought he was good. I thought he was very good today. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him some credit. Like, I thought he worked hard today. I think you're right. I think he looks fresher since um, I th- he's back a lot quicker than I thought he was going to be. Actually, um, I thought that he looked you know fresher. <laughs> He's still not. He's still not it for me. Like you know, even that. I think against a better goalkeeper, that second goal that he scores, I think that that touch lets him down. I don't think mm-hmm. he ends up scoring. But um, as you say, he has scored twice today. Um, he scored it's two with his that. feet, which is like probably I think his first two that he scored for us with his feet. Yeah. Um, and so I've got to give him that. Like fair play to him. It was a really good call from from Ange. And it was really interesting to see that lineup of Brennan Johnson, Richarlison, Son, and Kulusevsky starting Cullen. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, I think, like what you guys said, Richie was like the the Dulux bunny running round. He'd had batteries rammed inside him for today, and he just didn't stop running, and he definitely kept going. Um, I'm always going to be very levelled with Richie. I thought, yeah, it's good that he scored his goals, but he had about another three or four chances in that game that were probably easier to score than the ones that he actually did score today. So he's very much going to deceive opinion. But when you think about that front four, there's so much energy in there. With Son, like, I mean, Winnie, you backtracked on thinking that Sonny was a striker and he's gone more to a converted winger, which is great because it means that we've got Sonny as an option to do that, because he can do it. But 
we can't always then forget that we are playing against Kieran Trippier, who was never the quickest fullback for us either. He's not the most technically gifted, but he is a good player. So, yeah, it's great to have Sonny there. Johnson was running around like always, really trying his best, but I don't think he's anywhere near the final product. But Kulu, I thought, looked bloody on one today. I mean, he, since Paquette broke his nose um, uh, in the week, he looked like he... It, uh, it, he reminded me of when Kane played against Arsenal with that mask on. And oh, yeah. He was just on everything. He, he looked possessed. For a fight. <laughs> he just wanted to kill everyone. And it was so He looked good. possessed, honestly. I mean, their masks do look scary, to be honest. <laughs> it's, face. it's like Hannibal Lecter masks. Oh, I call it the Zorro mask. Not, yeah, but... <laughs> Well, yeah, Zorro's nice about it. <laughs> he looked like he wanted to murder someone. So, I mean, yeah. definitely he was on one. But no, there was definitely a lot of flicks, tricks, creativity in there. There, there was decent goal-scoring ability. I mean, obviously, though, there's still more goals to be scored. And when you think it's only Richie out of them four that have scored today and then only Son that's been involved in the assists because... Brennan had a couple of shots today, which were wayward or post-bound. I mean, there was that one that he hit the post with, but I don't know if that was a cross or not. If it was a cross, I saw them talk about this on Sky Sports. If it was a cross, then it was the worst cross I've ever seen because there was no one in that spot that he would have been, as in, like, aiming for. So I think I the, way, the, way he, the way he struck the ball, I think that was a shot. You could see that, he, he, you know, he kind of got his laces behind it kind of thing, but it was a good effort. And the problem is, when you look at how many times we've hit epoxy woodwork over the last six weeks, I bet 10 times, 12 times, I think now, there must have been at least two or three today with it. So, yeah, I I don't know. I really don't know. But I thought, yeah, well, it, it'd be interesting to see how they do go, especially if Madison comes back into it as well. And obviously, Ange did say in the redacted press conference this week that he would be interested in a striker coming in. So whether it's January or whether it's summer, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, definitely, mate. But I will let you go because I know it's now uh, 7.30. But I really appreciate you coming on. I'm sure everybody else does. Let the people know where they can find you. As always, mate, at Callum Stubbs 97. Um, yeah, I am in another country at the moment. So uh, I am from a, a hotel room somewhere. Not going to share my location until next <laughs> week. If it's a nice holiday, I'll let you know. If not, then I'll say it's dingy and horrible. <laughs> uh, and a quick one for you, Callum, because next week, Callum will be hosting Part Lane Podcast, making his debut as the host. So um, I won't be here. So... Good luck for that, and uh, I'm sure you'll smash it, mate. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, I will give you my prediction as well for this oh, yeah. Friday night. One second. Uh, I'm not ready. <laughs> what a surprise, as always. We have heard um, that from other sources about you in other walks of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, love you, mate. Love you. Uh, we will go for a 2-1 Spurs win. 2-1 Spurs win. Interesting. Okay. Perfect. And just to keep you updated, you got zero points this week, mate, on uh, the two games that we played. Wonderful stuff, as always. <laughs> and God knows what our FPL went. But hey-ho, we'll see you next weekend. So uh, yeah. I'll see everyone next weekend. And boys, have a good one and have fun.
So have a good evening, mate. Bye. Brilliant. That was a nice little treat for us all. Um, I, know I know, yeah. I want to come to this. Good evening, Johnny. Not so easy anymore, is it? But, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not the type of person to uh, no. sit here and laugh at others' failures. No, so, no, no, no. Uh, you know, we'll just say good evening to you, and that's all that needs to be said. Um, quickly on Richarlison, David Clark says Richarlison's movement is far better than his ball control because his second goal was a good finish through the keeper's legs, but his first touch was like a drunk Sunday morning. Striker. Do you know what? That's a great point. Is because um, people, I, I just want to quickly allude back to um, just before West Ham got their second goal was that Richarlison header. Now, people, look, I play football myself. I'm a striker, you know, I'm not, I'm not prolific, but I'm a striker. So I know what it takes to, to, to try, you know, to try and score goals. That header, mate, it was not easy. He was backtracking, backtracking, backtracking. He had to jump and try and head it. But what, what um, was just pointed out there was his movement. Now, his movement was that good. Um, that he even made that that header an opportunity because yeah. any normal striker, if you look at Richarlison, he's kind of made a faint forward and then pulled away from his defender. So that's why he was on his own. His movement there was fantastic, but even still, he didn't have enough movement backwards to be able to get a clean header on the ball. He was always stretching. Um, but that's a good point. His movement, his movement is good. Yeah, I, I said this actually a few weeks ago on this channel and on uh, Holly's Hotspurs. I said that, Richarlison has the worst touch of any Brazilian footballer that's ever lived. You that's know, because, probably true. And because only because we look at Brazilian football, right? And you look at the first thing you think about is first touch mm -hmm. and, you know, control. But ball control in general yeah. is normally pretty good. <laughs> exactly. And then you look at Richarlison, who's got awful ball control. But then, as you say, he has a striker instinct, right? I don't know. Do you remember Paulinho? He was yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But, you know, if we could, let's, okay, I'll rephrase that. The worst of any Brazilian striker. Um, because well, no, don't, don't get me wrong. I still think Richarlison's touch is worse than Paulinho, but I'm just saying, don't forget Paulinho because he was a bit, bit, a bit dog shit as well. For, we thought, oh my God, we've signed this Brazilian. He's going to be amazing. Um, and then we ended up with Paulinho. He weren't amazing. He was okay. Exactly, yeah. Um, anyway, quickly, just want to shout out to everybody in the chat. Keep your comments coming in. And, uh, you know, if you're new, I see lots of viewers going up and down. So if you're new to the channel, make sure you subscribe. Um, it's free to do so. It's easy. Make sure you're liking the video as well. Shout out to a couple of people in the chat. So Barney is in the house saying, good evening, lads. Late to the show as I was at Craven Cottage. Offering nice. my support as always. Great win for Spurs. Mate, what a win for uh, Fulham today. It's two 5-0 wins. Back That's to back. ridiculous. And they obviously only narrowly lost to Liverpool the, the game before. That was well 4-3. Yeah. So what's that, 13 goals in three games? Yeah, they, they do. Look, they look very good at the minute, Fulham. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, Johnny has said, yes, the guy gave us a good evening to all of us, mates, Spurs and Arsenal together. Um, and that's pretty much all the chat. Oh, he, Johnny's not sticking around. Have you noticed he doesn't stick around when we win, only when we lose? Oh, is he? Yeah, look. Johnny, that is absolutely horrific. I cannot but, believe but it. To his credit, to his credit, thank you for still stopping by. We do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for stopping by, but, you know, you can do one now. <laughs> um, to be fair, Johnny, you were there for our FIFA stream the other night. Um, I know, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Keep, uh, keep going, keep going. We appreciate your support, mate. Uh, let's go through uh, some of the goals from today's game. 
Um, yes. Again, we started really, really well, but yep. I started to have a feeling that it wasn't going to go so well towards the end. But um, let's talk about the first... Uh, actually, let's talk about, yeah, the first kind of five minutes. We flew out the blocks in the first five yep. minutes. Again, the, some of the passing today and the touches was absolutely unreal. Just, you know, I saw it a lot. It was like kind of the doggy um, inside to... Kulisevsky, who would yeah. then like flick it off to Son or off to whoever was running forward from there, even back to a doggy. I found I felt like the intricacy of passing and how good team cohesion is this early on in the season of this team is absolutely sensational. Mate, we 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 genuinely looked. It, I I said this to my dad actually because I spoke to my dad just after the game briefly before uh, we came on here, and I said, look, it's some of the best football I think I've seen Spurs play. Uh, and obviously, you know, I'm I'm 32 this year. Um, so I've seen quite a lot of Spurs. Um, and, you know, I've seen the Pochettino era and we looked good. But I think this football is miles better than what, what it was under Pochettino. I think Pochettino, we had the cohesion. Um, but I think we also have that now. And I think the cohesion was what got us through. And we had a, a few unreal players under Pochettino. You know, we had the Delhi, the, the, the resurgence of Delhi. We had Kane. We had all this, but I think, you know, the football we played today and what we're playing at the minute, because it was still the same against West Ham first half, um, but it just seemed to come off a lot more today. Like you say, the little tricks and, and what I alluded to before, um, why Hoiberg doesn't fit in this system is because those little tricks, they're not just luck. They know where the player is going to be and they know where to pass it off before they've even received the ball. And that's the difference. Um, and like you say today, it was the, the football was insane. It was so, so good to watch. And I'm going to be completely honest. Um, like my dad's got a season ticket. I live in Staffordshire, so I live like three hours away um, from from the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So I get down whenever I can. Uh, my dad goes down every home game, and he also lives in Staffordshire. So, um, yeah. But um, under the Conte and the Mourinho era, there's been times where I've gone. Oh, it's on the telly. It's on Sky at half four. But I think I'm. I think I'm just going to go shopping instead and just catch up with the result later and that's what it's been like but this honestly I'm starting to look forward to watching Spurs again and I haven't felt like that in so so long I'm literally like like today I was I was buzzing I was made sure I was ready and I was sat down for kickoff and I haven't I haven't had that for a very long time so the football we're playing and, and it's literally it's Ange ball at its finest and it's only going to get better because we're we're like six six months into into our new transition uh, so it's only going to get better yeah, definitely. David Clark said, I've watched Spurs since I was six in 1961. So I've seen some great football, but I agree that it's the best football since Harry Redknapp. Yeah, um, good. And, that's someone agrees. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you all that I was right, because that wouldn't be, you know, the kind of... You want to, though, don't you? Yeah, no. No, but what I will say is I did say at the very start of the season that this would be a rocky road and we would get beat in some games and that we would get beat hard in some games. You know, living in Scotland and, and being next door and, and friends of people, a lot of Celtic fans. Like, I was actually outside the front of my house in the summer talking to a neighbour because he saw I had a Spurs shirt on and uh, he was chatting to me about Ange. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that we discussed. Like, it will be a rocky road, but the yeah. football you'll see will be absolutely insane. And, um, you know, I'm just glad that, that people are now, you know, even when we were losing against West Ham, people were still yep. saying Ant Postacoglu's name, which is, uh, you know, incredible, really. But let's talk about the first goal. So the first goal, um, a doggy scored, finally. Yep. 
and um, just a great cross from Son Heung-min uh, into the right place. And that's what you get when you have a right back, a left back that decides to sometimes play as a striker. <laughs> look, it's it's that's that's and ball. We're going to get look at the positions that Poro and um, you doggy get in or you doji. Can we just clarify? How do you say it? Is I it say doji, but like the commentators call him Udoki. Okay, well, I'm gonna. I, I think I think it's you doji, so I'm gonna stick with you doji. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's and, and and those people who said at the start of the season that Poro and you doji couldn't play in the same system. How how stupid do they look? Because yeah. honestly, they they they're probably probably are two most influential players in this system. Because yeah. as you see, they pick they, they you know they're picking spaces, they're finding the ball anywhere. But what I want to say about that first goal, um, and I was completely wrong. I'll hold my hands up again. Because I said um, on the pod previously that, and it, I got it got picked apart when I said it. Son needs to be a striker um, because he, he, you know, his ability to beat a player one on one is not what it used to be. His best asset is finishing. Um, but look, I was wrong. Today was a stark contrast in between the West Ham game and the Newcastle game because we, you know, like I alluded to before, that the, the West Ham game, we our wingers were getting into the final third. And their, their decision-making was poor. They didn't know where to put the ball, whether it was across the six-yard box, whether it, was, whether it was to cut it back. But today, Son's first thought was to just absolutely embarrass Kieran Trippier and also get a very lovely little cutback. Um, I don't know, was that, was that, that was the... Oh, yeah, no, it was, yeah, a little cutback to... Um, to, to or cut across the box into Yudoji, who, who was there to tap it into an empty net. And like you say, he started that move in the middle um in the middle of the park and ended up putting it away so it just shows the movement and the fluidity that we've got you know in our system yeah definitely and then you know we move on to the second goal we'll go um tune it up and son again like i thought trippier had a good game actually like i felt like that was a really good match between son and, and trippier but yeah. the second goal son's feet were just far too quick for uh for kieran trippier on a different day son would have maybe you know missed that little step over but he pulls it off fantastically and then he just passes it into the open space for Richarlison, who, again, is pretty much stood in the same spot. And uh, it was nice to see him, him score, to be honest. Oh, mate, I, I, I don't want any, I don't want to see any Spurs player fail, um, obviously, because it, it's to the detriment of Tottenham and to myself, because I'm a Spurs fan, so I'm going to be disappointed and unhappy as well. Um, but I really, really want to see it work for Richarlison because, you know, he was a lot of money. Um, I don't really care about that because it's not my money. Um, but still, you know, the price tag always has a, has an effect on on some of the players. So look, he he worked hard, um, and today he got his rewards because he was in a position. And again, it's his movement, his movement to be in that position. Um, but it also takes the the winger to be able to to find him. And luckily, we had Son who found Richarlison, and you know it. it I'm not going to say it was a difficult finish, but he almost had to cut it across into the into the far corner. Yeah. So it was still, you know, it was yeah, and he, he had to think fast because because Sonny kind of cut it back to him at some pace. So he, he put it away well, but he yeah. should be because he's a Premier League striker. I mean, I'd like yeah. to think I, I'd probably I'd hit the target at least. I'd like to think. <laughs> and then you know, second half started, and, and Newcastle decided to have more passes in the attacking third than they did in the entire in the first five minutes of that second half, and they did yeah. the entire first half. And uh, I started to get a little bit worried, you know, thinking they might get back into the game. But Porro, with an absolutely incredible floated ball over the top to Richarlison, as we alluded on before, poor touch, but he manages to get his second touch uh, away from the keeper and mm -hmm. then stop the ball into the back of the net. 
and you're thinking we could be on for a Charleston hat trick here. I, I must admit, I wasn't thinking that at the time. I was kind of hoping he would, but I mean, look, can, can I just point out Pedro Pedro Porro has been absolutely sensational for probably the last, I'd say this season, um, but more so the last month. He, he seems to have just stepped up, in, you know, incredibly. Um, he just looks, I always knew that he, there was a player in there. I think it was just, you know, you can't expect a player to, to move country, move team, um, and 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 start and hit the ground running and you know he had, we we saw flashes of it um, but at the minute he just looks he's come on leaps and bounds and he looks like for me it's just a shame that 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 Trent's playing well currently because I put him as the best right back in in the league um, but obviously like I say Trent's also playing well at the moment but for us he's been incredible and and you like you say that ball um, and I think that's probably his his best asset because he's got a lot of good assets, but his best one is, is his ability to pick out a pass. And it's yeah. not the first time that he's done this. He always does it. I mean, his ball through to, I think it was against, I can't remember who it was against, might've been Villa. Um, he dinked a ball over the top to Udoji, who, who we, you know, that was the first chance we had against Villa about two yeah, minutes. Yeah, on. Yeah. So he's got the ability to do it. And luckily this system, you know, you can't really do a lot from right back. But in I think this there was system. pass against Burnley as well, if I remember rightly, to Sol. Possibly, yeah. Uh, he does, yeah, he does. He does the and that's the ability he has. But like I say, as a right back, you kind of if you have that ability, you don't get to show it as much. But in this system, because they're so fluid, and he, you know, he most of the time he plays as a centre midfielder, he he has the opportunity to show what and showcase what he can do. So yeah, tremendous, tremendous ball, but absolute dog shit first touch. But he, he still put it away. So yeah, definitely. And I think like you know. Emerson Morale doesn't get back into that right back slot unless something bad happens to Pedro. No Poirot, chance, you know. nowhere near um, it. You know, fair play to Emerson Royale though, like this season, I'll give him that. Like he's played left back, um, he's played centre back against yeah. City. Um, and so, you know, I'll give him, and against Villa, I'll give him his credit. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he doesn't get back in uh, to nowhere that near. side. Uh, fourth goal was a penalty to, you know, uh, for Son. Um, he hasn't missed a penalty actually in the last however many that he's taken for us. So, yeah. um, that was pretty good to see and nice for him to get a goal, you know, after his two assists. And, uh, yeah, it is a debate. Do you reckon he'd have given it to Richie if Richie had still been on the pitch? Um, I think he would have, yeah. I think he would have. Um, if it was Harry Kane, no. Um, he, he 100% would have, wouldn't have. Um, but I think Sonny, he just, he's just that type of captain, isn't he? You know, he's all about motivating his team and motivating his players and his friends. Yeah. Uh, so I 100% think he would. He's not, you know, Right, rightfully so. Harry Kane would have been like, "I'm not on the score sheet. I'm getting on the score sheet. I'm, I'm going to put this away." But Sonny's a different, a different type of. And, and anyway, Kane wasn't really our captain anyway, was he? Was it was Larice when he was around? So yeah, and that was our first ever penalty um, since Harry. Mate, I, I put it. I put it out on Twitter. Someone, um, someone seemed to have a go at me about something um, yeah. today, um, and it was about uh, decisions and uh, us getting a load of decisions. And I was like. Um, I, I seem to, if you look, and it's, it's, it's ironic because I said we're the only team this season or one of the only teams yet, in, the, in especially in the top six or seven, yet to receive a penalty. Yeah. I said, so let's talk about that. And then obviously we're going with a penalty today. So, but well, I, think I mean, you know, there's a difference between decisions and there's a difference between definite and penalties, you know. But what I will say is I think it was it was a bit silly from Dubravka, but I think Sonny won that penalty more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. say that. And he deserved it. Um, last thing I want to talk about from today's game is uh, Christian Romero because he had a good game, 
there was times when he decided he was going to play central midfield. Oh, he thought he'd roam into the 10 role. Um, I thought he was going to hit a few from outside the box. But how he didn't get sent off for his tackle. I don't, on, I don't feel comfortable talking about this. On Callum Wilson, I will never know. Because he not only stamps on him, but then he boots the other leg of Callum Wilson with his uh, trading foot. Like, what is wrong with him? I'm going to be controversial here. I don't think it's a red. I don't think it's a red card. I think it's red all day long. And, uh, yeah, but I'll give I'll give my reasonings, and again, people can disagree with me all they want to. I think yes, he's very very silly to steam into that tackle, but he didn't like. What I'm trying to say is, Callum Wilson is on the floor. Callum Wilson has nicked the ball away just before um, just before Romero gets there. He's still on the floor. So he's not, you know what I mean? He's not, he's not as if he's trying to make any intentions to run off with the ball and, and and Romero's come steaming into him. He's still on the floor. So he's just nicking the ball away for whatever reason. And 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 Romero has gone in. To, you can see he's gone in to get the ball. He's literally gone in to get the ball. And the, because Callum Wilson's nipped it away for no reason, he's gone in and caught him. And he's caught him on his ankle. And I, I get why they, you know... I get why people think, but again, I had this debate with someone today and I think it's because his reputation is what it is and people will want to get him sent off because he has such a bad reputation. But some of the tackles, obviously there's been a lot of red card incidents that have happened and haven't been red cards since he got sent off against Chelsea. And I'm talking about the Premier League, not just Tottenham. Um, There was one in the Arsenal game uh, about a week or so ago. there's there's been there's been there's been a, you know probably at least five or yeah, six similar incidents. Yeah, and none of them have been red cards. Yeah. So, what what precedent are we saying? Are we saying because it's Romero that it happens? And there was there was one as well yesterday, I think it was, where someone's cleared the ball, gone through, and caught someone on the ankle, and they've said, "Oh yeah, well he's only clearing the ball." Well, that's what Romero was doing against yeah. fucking Chelsea. So I think he's just got he does what I will say he does need to be. He needs to just be a bit more calm because... I think he just gets bored. Possibly. I mean, we were 3-0 up at the time, so I don't know what his problem was. Um, but look, it, it was it was silly. Um, he didn't need to do it whatsoever. But me personally, I still don't think it's a red card um, because I think a red card has to be something that you've literally gone in to try and kill someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I can I can see it from from both sides. I think he was lucky, but uh, I do think I do think it. No, I think he was I think he was lucky given the rules and the way football is going currently. I think he yeah. was very very lucky. But in my heart of hearts and how football is usually, I don't think it's anywhere near a red card. But no, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, let's move on and talk about our score predictions for this game. Because as I said you're, earlier, you're, you're gagging to talk about this, aren't you? Because I don't know, off, but off the top of my head, I think are you the only person to get some points? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, that's a spoiler alert, people. Um, yeah, let's talk about that because nobody got any points during the West Ham game. <laughs> but for the Newcastle game, Harry predicted a three-two Newcastle win. Yeah. Alan predicted a three-all draw. You predicted yeah. a two-all draw. Dave yeah. predicted a two-all draw, and I predicted yeah. a three-two Spurs win. So yeah. you are correct. I am the only person to get any points. It may only be one point, but it does mean that I extend my lead at the top of the leaderboard. It's now not 16 looking pretty, is it? Um, walking away with it, to be quite honest. I've got double the amount of David Callum's got. Um, you know, it's just one of those things, isn't it? But uh, yeah, we keep moving. And um, 
you know, you've got enough four points to, to catch up on me, but uh, you're the, the closest person that the, that there is. But it can change in one in one game around. week, mate. It can, it can literally change quickly. Yeah, so. definitely. I, I was lucky, to be fair, that you know um, that no one got any points against West Ham either. Um, but you know, I'm just going to say that's what I get for not being such a pessimist like the rest of you um, <laughs> and being optimistic about these things. I was being a realist, anyway, not a pessimist. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's move on again and talk about when this Wednesday night, because this Wednesday night, me and Winnie are back. Are back yeah. on the YouTube channel, and we'll be back for our EA uh, FC 24 stream, which we have called Velis Navidad. A little shout out to uh, Velis in Spurs, and uh, also shout out to Christmas itself. And uh, yeah, we you know we play a bit of co-op FIFA online against other random people, and uh, yeah. you know we're doing our best to make it fun and interesting. There's lots of little games that we play alongside of us playing which makes it fun because obviously the opponents have no idea what we're doing. Last week, we had to do things such as only score with chip dots, um, only score with volleys, that kind of thing. So, yeah, so you know, we try and make it as fun as possible. So if you're into esports or you're not sure if you're into esports, like, check it out. Um, we are working on, on getting a camera, so like um, you'll be able to see probably Winnie as well um, as we play to make it a little bit more interactive. Uh, but if you've enjoyed it, and a few of you have, then make sure you tune in. And if you're not sure, tune in, stick it on, you know, while you're making a dinner or stick it on while you're, I don't know, going to bed as uh, yeah. Jay did apparently. But um, yes, yeah, it's 8.30pm <laughs> on Wednesday night. It will be our last show probably before Christmas, I would imagine, unless we can figure out another time. Yeah. Um, but one other little announcement for you. So as I said before, oh, thank you to Barney. So looking forward to watching you guys. Um, Appreciate that, Barney. But uh, yeah, Callum will be here next week um, hosting the uh, roundup show for the Nottingham Forest game. He'll be hosting the show. Um, and we are going to be having a Christmas quiz on the 23rd of December. So if you're into Christmas, you're into Spurs, you're into quizzes, join along. Um, we, you know, it will make it interactive so that like, as in, so that everyone can play along and you can write your answers in, in the comment section, yeah. that kind of thing. Keep track of your scores. You know, we'll do all that kind of thing. And we are going to be joined by the brilliant Holly Agambar for that show as well. So she'll be on taking I'm, part. I'm gutted. The, I'm missing uh, it, mate. I'm gutted. Yeah. So it should be, uh, should be fun. I'll dig out me uh, Spurs uh, trivia thing. And, uh, oh, there, there will be everybody, um, in uh, some form of Christmas attire as well. So if you're into Christmas, then uh, definitely join in. Um, what's happening here? Martin said, now the TV camera is in the West Stand, I cannot get used to the park lane being on the right of my TV. Oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not even noticed that, to be honest. No, but interesting. Thank you very much, Martin. Right, Make sure you subscribe to the channel. <laughs> um, right, okay. Let's crack into this and talk about Nottingham Forest, because on Friday night we have a game against Nottingham Forest. Some would say, "Why are we playing on a Sunday night and then straight into a Friday night?" I no, we're say, not Jurgen Klopp, so we won't moan yeah, about it. Exactly, or cry about it on national television. That was absolutely yeah. mental. But um, I would say, who cares? 
Um, Winnie, what are your thoughts uh, leading up to that game? You know, obviously off the back of a win, you've got to be pretty excited. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely more positive. And I, I mean, I, w- I think I would have been anyway, but, you know, I was just, you know, excuse me, I was just looking up their um, their recent form. And I mean, obviously they drew to Wolves, but then they've, they've, they've got battered by Fulham, lost to Everton, lost to Brighton, lost to West Ham, lost to Liverpool. They don't look in great form. So it's it's definitely a game that, for me, we should we should blow them away if, if we if we play the football we've been playing um, as of late. And I know obviously our results have been have looked just as poor as theirs. Um, but I mean, I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a Forest fan, so I don't watch them. But I would say that our football has probably arguably not be arguably been a lot better than theirs has in their in those games. So look, I think I don't. I don't really know with with this Ange side because previous sides you've gone look Tottenham. I know one year one year we looked absolutely dog shit at home but really good away and then another year we were absolutely yeah. dog shit away and looked really good at home I, I don't I can't work out what this this Ange team is whether we're a team that thrives under you know our own stadium or whether we you like playing away from home I don't really know just yet but it's definitely a game that I I would expect us to go and win and that's just you know just being brutally honest so I'm definitely more positive now that we've got a win under our belt I wouldn't like to have gone away there having still not won a game in five games. Um, so I feel like the pressure might be off the guys a little bit more and they can go and be a bit more expansive. Yeah, definitely, mate. That's it. And, you know, the only thing that... Um, sorry, big up to uh, Harry Scarf in the chat. Um, hope nice you're best mate. Um, yeah, the only thing uh, that kind of gives Nottingham Forest anything in this game, and I mean anything, is that they're playing at home. Their home form yeah. is better than their away yeah. form. You know, last season they were awful away from yeah. home. The only thing is that they're playing at home. But, you know, if you look at the form table, it's pretty even, right? Yeah. Uh, we've, got, be, yeah. we've got three losses, one draw and a win. They've got four losses and a draw. Exactly. Um, but, you know, when you look at Nottingham Forest, you know, the amount that they've spent, I think that this could be the end of uh, Steve Clark's... Um... Is that the fellow's name? Steve Clarkson or that? His, I think so. uh, yeah, his management at Nottingham Forest because I can't see Nottingham Forest getting anything out of this game. I can't see him, you know, scoring against us. I think that that we'll we'll run them ragged all night. I think yes, there may be a low block, but you know, if you decide if they if that oh Steve Cooper, that's it. Sorry, Steve Cooper. Um, no, one H, thank you. Um, who's We've got such a lead ball knowledge, haven't we? Oh yeah. Because I was like, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> hey, he's, some fella, he's some fella who I've never seen before, apart from until he went to Nottingham Forest. I think he's like some championship manager. Anyway, who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that we will run them ragged all night. I don't see him scoring. Um, I see us scoring a couple. I think even if they set a low block, I think he'll play Richarlison. Um, I think that... Um, Richarlison should get get a tune out. I think um, I think he won't change the starting lineup. From... No, I I will say I think I know traditionally we can't beat a low block and we struggled to kind of beat West Ham's low block um, because you know they are the champions of Europe. Let's not forget that um, champions of Europe. You'll never sing that singing that to the first British team or the first English team. Sorry, the first English team to win a European, not the first British, but the first English team to win a European trophy. So that makes a load of sense. Um, but yeah, I think we've Kulu in the 10, uh, Richarlison in the middle and Sonny out wide. I think 
we will be able to pick off a low block more than we have been able to in you know in the last couple of weeks yeah definitely definitely and that kind of leads us on to uh our score predictions uh, um it's only so, me and you so i haven't got i haven't got any time i haven't got anyone else to I'll buy give you some more. time i'll give you some time don't worry um, I'll time start off with callum so for those of you that you know that weren't here at that point callum gave in his score prediction and he went for a 2-1 spurs win i've just had uh harry scarfs so he has gone for before i get this wrong a one-all draw oh, okay so 1-1 one, one for harry scarf uh, i'm just writing this all down winnie what are you going for I am going for a 3-1 Tottenham win. <clears throat> I have to give every team a goal. I think that's just a, a given, yeah. even more so in this side because we're just too attacking. Do you know what? I could match your scores every week do it. just to stay ahead. But I'm not going to do that. Why I'm going to go for a 3-0 Spurs win. I don't okay. think we can read. Um against Forest, So we will wait for Dave's score, which I'll get off him as soon as I can. And then we'll post them all out on the socials um, before the game and, and you guys can, can stay up to date with that. But I think that, um, I just think we'll be too much for him. I think Decky again, if he plays in the number 10 role, I think, yeah. um, you know, he'll be fantastic there. I think that it's taken a while for this Spurs team to get back into the groove. You know, we all said that they had a poor well, Harry, especially in a poor pre-season, right? Yeah. Um, and then they got started off well in the Premier League. Then we've had all these injuries, and now we've kind of come back, you know, re-energised, and this team is slowly kind of learning how to perform together with those key players missing. So, uh, yeah, I personally think that this will be the turnaround that we need. Do you know what, though? Um, what I would like to say, and maybe again... <clears throat> I will just say our, our, our women have just gone three 0 down to Man United. Right. So that doesn't look pretty. Um, yeah. So obviously, you know, like you say, we had a poor preseason. We hit the ground running, um, and then we had a bit of a, a bit of a purple patch. But again, p- people may disagree. But correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I don't think there was ever a period where I've looked at us and gone, "We look really, really shit." I think in all those yeah. games, we've looked obviously the, the patch we had at the start of the season where we was winning, 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 winning. We obviously look good because we was winning, but even in those those you know winless in four games, we were still playing well from from what I can think of anyway. So I, I just don't like I said I don't think there's there's been a patch where I've been worried because I always knew that the you know the, the performances have been okay and the results will come with it. Yeah, to be fair, that's a good that's a very good point by Hatchel. And I did say that earlier that Wolves was the, probably the first time we've looked really really bad and outplayed. Yeah. Um, but I can I can accept one one off week. Um, every now and then so yeah I don't think I've been concerned and I think you know like I say we can we can go to to Forest and and pick them apart and do the same as to what we've done to Newcastle today I don't see why why we why we couldn't do that as well definitely mate um right let's move on then and talk about FPL no we don't need to talk about FPL today H, do you know what? I'm glad that you are now you know, completely turned into an Ange um, lover because that's just everything that I need in my life. Um, yes, yeah, so, you know, let's talk very briefly about FPL because Jay did mention it at the start. I'll scroll all the way to the beginning because he was so early. Jay <laughs> said he scored 47 points of bonus points still to be added. So it's good, it's good. Um, 
Um, oh, Harry Scarf said he hates FBL. <laughs> uh, let's talk through because we haven't actually got the updated table. So I'll talk about the table as of last night. Um, just to keep everybody aware of, of my scores today, I scored approximately... Mate, you, scored, you scored 51 overall. 51 points. Um, so that was decent. Apart from... I, I used to have my vice captain as Son. I stupidly haven't changed it from when it was Nicholas Jackson from a few weeks ago. So he got me a lovely uh, one point, which will now be my captain, I assume, because Harland uh, didn't play. But um, mm -hmm. as of last night, um, Brainy Paul is the leader by three points at the top yep. of the league. 899. Dave is on 896. Shan Mohit, um, with a brilliant uh, name of Eric Ten Sagalu, uh, which I quite <laughs> like, uh, on 890. And then we move to the hosts. Um, I am in ninth with 828 points. Winnie, yesterday you got three points. Mate, absolute stinker. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to talk about FBL today. I've made some changes, by the way. Um, I'll talk about that after you've done your reading. Um, you're on 823. Harry Scarf has now jumped ahead of Callum because Callum yesterday got zero points. Yeah, but do you know why? Why? So... He's got Van der Ven in there. He's got Mitchell, who's injured. He's got Madison, who's injured. He's got De Bruyne, who's injured. He's got Haaland in there. Is that he obviously He's hasn't got who doesn't play? Lascelles yes. got him minus one. <laughs> and I don't know who his striker is. Where Chir who is it? Let me see. Who's he got? Chermitty. Chermitty? Never heard of him. No, never heard of him. Um, so, yeah, so Harry Scarf is in 12 points with 767 points. And then Callum is on 745. Um, Thomas, um, if you're still, uh, if you're listening back, he recently joined. So he's actually only on 20 points, sadly. So I think, unfortunately, Thomas, you are going to finish bottom. Um, because <laughs> you're on 20 and the next person above you is on 720. So we'll keep up to date with that because if Steve Riffamato, who's on 720, doesn't finish second bottom, um, Avengers bottom, then there's got to be something. the biggest bottle since Arsenal of last year, yeah, exactly. And uh, Harry Scarf has already made four changes, um, yeah, with FPL. So we'll start on many minus points, um, right? So that kind of wraps us up for today. Can I just can I just say what FPL changes I've made? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um. So I've I've took the took the plunge and took Haaland out of my side because I think everyone has Haaland. Yeah. Um. So I've tried to be a bit different, but it's also made it better for me in a way, um. Because obviously he's so much money. So I've took Haaland out of my team, and with the Haaland money, I've been able to. I think I had also I had about one point five mil, um, in the bank. So I've took Haaland out, and I've managed to get Trent. I've managed to get Salah, and I've managed to get. Solanke, but I think he's in a bit of form at the moment as well. So yeah, I think that's a good change for Haaland. You know, take out Haaland and bring in um, Trent, Salah, and Solanke. So Barney, uh, Ro, Ro, I've put him in as well. He's on my bench. Annoyingly, I didn't put him in this week, um, and he scored. So, but he's on my bench, so he may make an appearance. Amazing. Right before we end uh, this show, um, do have a bit of sad news to let everybody know about. So, um, unfortunately. At the end of the season, uh, Mr. Harry, Harry Scarf, will be leaving the channel. Um, you know, 
We've absolutely loved having Harry on this channel and watched him grow as a content creator. Um, you know, Harry's a young man who's been absolutely brilliant ever since he, he came on this channel. He has decided to now, um, you know, the right time to, to leave the channel. He'll be leaving at the end of the season. So um, you've still got quite a lot to go on. So we do wish um, Harry the best of luck with whatever he yeah. goes on to with his own channel and everything else. But just wanted to uh, give a big shout out to Harry. So. Yeah, it definitely won't be the, the the last you hear of him. He'll he'll be in years to come. He'll definitely be like a household name, I would imagine, amongst especially amongst the you know Tottenham community. Definitely. And if you did join this uh, channel just to watch Harry Scarf, don't be a dick. Keep watching because uh, yeah. he'll be back on at some other point, and uh, you can enjoy the rest of us. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but no, in all seriousness, um, you know. Harry has been brilliant and uh, as I said, he's got a lot on school and other things like that. And so, uh, you know, commitments get in the way and, and you know, we've, it's been brilliant having uh, Harry on and, and will be until, until the end of the season. But uh, anyway, that kind of wraps us up. As I said, we'll have uh, our, actually there's some shout outs to Harry on here. So um, Harry has said, thank you for your kind words, both of you really enjoyed my time. And um, Barney said, Always, Harry, you've been amazing on this show. Harry, definitely a household name for the future. And David Clark, <laughs> Harry who? Exactly. Harry. That's what we think of you, Harry. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, anyway, to wrap, to, to wrap up, we do have um, you know some shows coming up. So Wednesday night, 8.30, we've got the FIFA stream yeah. um, on the channel. Again, sorry about the links, but the link will only come out exactly at the right time. So keep an eye on our socials. Uh, keep the uh, bell on. Um, for uh, you know YouTube and things like that. Yep. Um, next Sunday, we have uh, 7 p.m. We have our normal show. Callum will be hosting the show. Uh, the following when uh, Saturday, we won't be on the following Sunday. We have our Christmas quiz, and that'll be it until the new year because we fall on a Sunday night. Um, you know, it falls Christmas Eve and then New Year's Eve, so I won't bore you all over Christmas. You know, enjoy your Christmases and all the rest of it, and we'll be back. If we can, year. if we can maybe move the quiz to the Friday, we'll we'll work on that one. Yeah, we'll we'll see what we can do. Um, but uh, yeah, I just uh, you know want to thank everybody that's tuned in today because it's been absolutely incredible. Some of the comments yeah. we've had, um, and I want to thank everybody for your continued support because every week we come on here, we do see the same people. You know, yeah. I want to shout out David Clark for today. You know, Barney, Jay, Johnny. Um, Thomas, because he'll watch back. Harry's jumped in as well. Everybody yeah. that's jumped in and commented. Anybody that's watched and not commented as well. Shout out to you as well. We do yeah. see you. Um, and, um, you know, D um, David's going to go to walkabout on Friday. So uh, we'll win. So, Fair uh, enough. That's good. Stay away, David, and uh, come back and let us know how your night was, because that sounds good. And invite us next time to walk out. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Anyway, uh, Winnie. How can everybody find you? Yeah, uh, Winnie nineteen ninety one on Twitter. Um, obviously, if, if you see anything I tweet, just 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 reach out to me, um, and you know we can have we can have we can have a good chat. And obviously, like I say, tune in on on Wednesday um, for our FIFA stream. Um, any ways we can improve it? You know, it's the first time we've ever done it, and we're just kind of going off an idea that that other people do. Um, so, if there are any ways you think we could, we obviously we try to try to amend it slightly. Um, on the last stream and made it absolutely fucking impossible for ourselves. Um, but we'll just, you know, just continue to develop that and, and and just, you know, let it grow organically. And hopefully you guys seem to like it or, the, you know, the select few that tune in regularly for us. So we do appreciate that. And 
like I say, tune in for that on on uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, definitely. And I think you know, once we complete this season of it, and we move on, like next time, we'll think of some different ideas. It may not just be Spurs. You know, there might be some other ideas. What I will say is, uh, in the pipeline, is we also have um, again. Let us know anyone listening or. Um, listening post obviously live let us know what you think um, about a, a, a special pro clubs edition so we've we, you know we've got some it won't be unfortunately it'll just be me and me and Luke from the show but we've got um, you know a, a set of friends who also play pro clubs um, so we could do a special a special pro clubs edition if you let us know what you think about that yeah <laughs> I can just that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, what a way to end it'll grow naturally now Harry's gone um, he's still here he's not gone yet no, um, he's still stuck with us yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, if you want to follow me, you can follow me, Luke underscore Park Lane. But more importantly, follow this channel. Go follow Harry as well, Scarfy Spurs Talk. Yep. But more importantly, go and follow Park Lane Podcast. You know, we are a small channel. We are trying to grow um, as much as we can. Make sure you Spotify users are trying to fight these Apple Music users, you know, not yes. physically, but, uh, you know, <laughs> get, yeah, get subscribing, get liking. Uh, listen all the way through as well because it really does help us out. And hopefully we'll be back uh, next Sunday to talk about another Spurs win. But until next time, a massive come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.